Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. It's me, it's Bree, and I'm back. I'm back with another Friday episode, and I'm super excited um, for a lot of things. You know, about a year ago, I remember praying, praying to Jesus herself, to God, to, I don't know, the people from Guardians of the Galaxy, I was desperate, okay? I was like, I need business. I need things to do. I need friends. I need a lot of things. And I remember being so focused. I was still really building the blog. Like, I think I was about to release my first course. Being so, like, new to the online space. And... I, okay, I'm so embarrassed to admit this. I should actually find some of these and, (laughs) and play them for you because it's embarrassing. I used to do fake, okay, I'm going to sound so crazy. I can't even believe I'm admitting this. I used to do fake podcasts with myself as if I was being interviewed. And now here I am. (laughs) On a Thursday afternoon at 4.30 p.m. doing a podcast. Your dreams can come true, kids. Shoot for the stars. I don't know what any of my accents are. Don't ask me. I'm just saying, you know, you manifest what you want. You really do manifest what you want. And sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it doesn't happen in three months, six months. Sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it takes three or four or five, 10, 15, 20 years. But keep going. You have to keep showing up. And I kept showing up. I kept doing my fake podcast recordings with myself. It's insane. I like don't even want to go back and listen to them because it's they're just crazy but they're in my voice notes on my phone. But that's not what I want to talk about today. Today, I also, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about this book that I'm reading. It's called Purple... Can I speak English? Purple Cow by Seth Godin. And if you don't know who Seth Godin is, um, I don't really know him either. I know of him, but I don't know him. I'm going to read you the little blurb that's written in the back of this book. It's, it says, Seth Godin is the worldwide best-selling author of 
a bunch of books. I'm not going to read them all. He is a renowned public speaker, has started several successful companies, and is a contributing editor at Fast Company Magazine. Good for you, Seth Godin, but let's talk about this book called Purple Cow that was published in 2003 and is still relevant. What I like about Seth Godin's writing is it's concise and it's to the point. I think this book is, it's a small book. It's not like a regular eight and a half by 11 or like whatever the typical dimensions are. It's tiny. Um, But I think it's only like 143 pages. And basically what he's talking about in this book is it starts off with him saying this is a little bougie and I kind of like cringed and rolled my eyes when I read this. But he was driving through the south of France with his family over the summer. (laughs) Hashtag relatable. Am I right? And there was like all of these cows. And as you're driving, you don't like think, you know, when you see so many cows, you're not like, okay, it's a bunch of cows, like nothing special. And then he had this idea of what if you saw a purple cow? Wouldn't that be something you stopped, you looked at, you told your friends about? Okay, hold on. Someone's bugging me. Oh, it's my father. Surprise. Hold on. Hello? Hi, what are you doing? I'm driving to Target. Why are you driving to Target? Because I'm not meeting Mary Lou until 530. So what are you going to do at Target? I need to get something for my hair. Oh my god, okay, you Filipino backstreet boy. Mm-hmm. I'm recording hey, I'm recording a podcast episode and I'm not editing it, so you're just gonna have to be on this. Okay, but listen. Hey, um my bank just called and said someone was trying to cash my check. Did you give my check to Maryland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry I was so rudely interrupted by my sperm donor also <laughs> known as Edwin, my father, <laughs> my father. Um, what was I saying? See, now I totally got off my train of thought. Of course, my dad distracts me. Um, okay. Purple cow. Yes. Yeah, so the purple cow theory is, you know, you see a purple cow. That's like, a, that's a, a rare sighting. You're going to tell your friends about it. You're going to stop and look at it. You're going to want to you're going to want to know more about it. And Seth Godin's whole philosophy. And again, don't quote me on this like this isn't verbatim. This is just my takeaway so far from it. I'm only 50 pages in is that as a business, you want to create a purple cow. And that is how brands like Starbucks, JetBlue, um, Target have stayed in business is because they've created something that is remarkable. Um, think of it like in in the sense of like the online space, right? A lot of people do the same things just in different niches or different capacities, but they're all doing the same things. And the ones who are successful create offers, create brands, create products that other people aren't doing. And yeah, the book is just really interesting. I'm going to link it down below um, because I think that it's just good. It's good to read business books that kind of force you to think a little bit outside of the box. And that's what Seth Godin is doing in this book. And I really appreciate it. And I appreciate how concise it is. Like I said, it's not like full of bunch of fluff. I feel like sometimes in business books, you can read like 
a paragraph and be like, okay, I get it. But then the author wants to write an entire chapter on it. And you're like, uh, no. So what I want to do is finally get into what this entire podcast episode about is about seven minutes later. It's about a little story. I want to tell you guys a story. Story time with Brie. Oh my God. What if I was like one of those YouTubers? It was like, welcome back to story time. And it's like a totally exaggerated story for like 45 minutes. Um, I would never do that to you guys. <laughs> um, but I do want to tell you a story. And I swear that it has like meaning. And I know based on the title of this episode, you're probably like, what the frick? What the frick? Frack. Uh, frolicking. Frackles. <laughs> Um, okay, so this one time I was at a sandwich shop and I don't know about you guys, but I have a favorite type of sandwich and my favorite type of sandwich is anything having to do with Italian. I like some pepperoni. I like some salami. I like some provolone. I like a little like red onion, a little mozzarella. Like I just love a tomato, tomato. I love Italian sandwiches with jalapeno chips. If you ever want to like show that you love me, order me an Italian sub on a little bit of like rosemary herb bread and a bag of jalapeno chips and a small diet Coke and your girl is going to be in heaven. Take me to the beach. Let me eat my my Italian sub in peace. I'm happy. Oh my god, why is my father calling me again? Hold on. Yes. Hey, Brie, the only thing they have here is the cinnamon streusel. Why are you talking like this? Is there a woman next to you? Absolutely. Oh my god. You're just why are you like this? Why can't you be like a normal dad? Because I'm not. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so tell me, which one do you want? Um, no, just get grandma the um that one the first one that you said. The cinnamon streusel? Yeah. Mix? Yeah. I can bake okay. it in a pan, right? Yeah, well you can make muffins out of it. No, the muffins are too messy. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, then just get that one. All right, I'll do that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to gag. You're so <laughs> gross. Okay. And I, got, and I got toothpaste, so I'm now heading over to the pillows. Okay, good for you. Right, Where yeah. the, don't forget to pick up your prescription for Viagra while you're there. No, Cialis is better. Okay. Oh, my God. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Sorry for the short ad break. Um, so I bake my grandma coffee cakes every week to take to her doctor's office. So that's what my dad was picking me up a box of that. And we have a joke in my family. My dad's voice changes when he's around women. So that was my dad's woman voice versus like when he's talking to me, he's like yelling at me, but then like put a pretty woman in front of him. And he's like, hi, my name's Edwin. I'm like, ugh. Okay, like, 
Ugh. Okay. Sorry for all the interruptions. I'm hoping that was the last one. Okay. So uh, about my Italian sandwich, if you care. Um, yeah, I love Italian sandwiches. So one day I was walking into a sandwich shop and in front of me was a couple. It was a boyfriend and a girlfriend and they were ordering a tuna fish sandwich. And it was the type of sandwich shop where like, you know, there's like the glass and then you like tell the person on the other side, like what you want on your sandwich. So they're ahead of me and I'm saying I want spinach, the tomato, blah, 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 blah. And the couple is like, yeah, lettuce, tomato, no onions. And then the sandwich artist (laughs) was like, do you want pickles? And the girlfriend's like, yeah, pickles, please. And the boyfriend goes, oh, no, no pickles. And she goes, no, I want pickles. And he goes, I don't want pickles. That's gross. Like, no pickles. And he like, is talking to the like sandwich person and she goes well you can just pick them off like I want pickles on my sandwich and he like goes off not in a like crazy way but he was like we're not getting pickles on on the sandwich like we always get what you want I don't want pickles and this isn't your we're sharing the sandwich so like no I'm not gonna pick them off and this girl like I mean, looks at him and I was even scared. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) What's happening? And I'm trying not to be weird, but we're the only three people in the sandwich shop. And they're like holding up the line because now I'm like waiting for them to decide if they want pickles on their tuna fish sandwich. And he's like, no, we're not getting pickles. They're like arguing about these goddamn pickles on a tuna sandwich. And I'm like, I just want some freaking balsamic vinegar and oil on my sandwich so I can dip and go to the beach and listen to Dr. Laura Schlesinger and have a nice afternoon. But now here I am getting involved in this couple couple's pickle situation. Literally, they're in a pickle and no pun intended. And as a concerned citizen, yeah, hello, hi, me, concerned citizen, I'm thinking to myself, This couple is not here sitting talking about pickles. Clearly, there is something underneath in their relationship, some deeper layer that something else is going on, whether that be that maybe she's a little controlling and she likes things done her way and she's not really great at compromising and maybe he's a little passive aggressive and he's a little too passive and just lets her walk all over him. Maybe that's the situation. I don't know. I'm not a relationship expert, but like if I had to put money on it, if I had to put my Italian sub with jalapeno chips on it, I would. That's what I would say it was. And so I recently thought about this situation because it made me realize a lot of the times when we're upset about something and not just in in romantic relationships, it can be platonic relationships, business relationships, business partnerships job related stuff with your boss or like anything, it's rarely this surface level stuff that gets us upset. There's something always deeper than that. And usually it's when a value is compromised, a boundary is crossed, a trigger has been hit. 
kind of like you know when you when someone gets your when you're at Starbucks and they get your order wrong, and like I've seen people flip the frick out over you know getting the wrong order at Starbucks. It's I don't even think it's that the the principle that someone got their order wrong. I think it's that they're upset that they're not being heard, that they're not being listened to, that the other person that were engaged in some conversation with wasn't listening to them. Or maybe they're just having a shitty day. I don't know. But I'm not going to like try to be a philosopher over here. But I do think that a lot of the times when we get into arguments or we get frustrated, there's always a deeper layer. It's never, oh, they didn't, you know, get my order right. Or we're sitting here arguing about pickles. Or I'm mad because they didn't text me back. Or I'm mad that they didn't do this on time. It's that something that you value, some boundary that you've put in place was jeopardized or wasn't respected. And that makes you upset. And instead of, (laughs) and then what happens is this bubbles to the surface. It musters up these emotions that are, have been unregulated, maybe, I don't know. Um, And in this situation with the guy in the pickles, He wasn't upset about the pickles. I mean, they're goddamn pickles, right? He's upset that he feels like he always has to compromise in the situation. Something inside him was triggered over these pickles. And I know it sounds so silly and so trivial, but I think it's really important that whenever we get into disagreements or arguments or there's some type of relationship that we're engaged in, what, like I said, whether romantic or platonic, business, professional, boss, co-worker situation it's important to like check ourselves and be like why am I actually upset because it's not that they didn't respond to my email maybe it's the fact that I just don't feel seen and I don't feel heard or someone skips over something you said in a meeting it's okay to circle back to that and be like hey you know what I think we missed this this is really important to me And to really speak up and assert how we feel. So that's the episode. I hope that was helpful. I just thought of that story that I like have used in so many situations um, when trying to like help some of my friends through difficult relationship stuff. And I was like, you know what? It's not just about relationships. Like this happens a lot in a lot of different areas of our lives. So I hope that you guys like my tuna fish sandwich, a love story. I feel like I could go on and on about it, but I don't want to like, you know, go in circles. I think I've driven my my point home. Thank you for um, bearing with me (laughs) with these interruptions. I like to make these as unedited as possible because I feel like that's just better that way. And I really appreciate you guys listening. Honestly, I love, I so, so appreciate and I love hearing from you guys and getting feedback and learning what episodes you do like and don't like and who you want to have on the podcast and all of those fun things. So you guys, if you haven't already, you can always send me an email to info at livingbreely.com or reach out to me on Instagram at livingbreely. And I'm always there hanging out. So that's all I've got for you guys. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll talk to you on next Tuesday with a new interview. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.